Here I am, Coco, an old friend, here with members from the Coco Collective community. Each week, we inspire you to get back on to Blueprint through our experiences and journey living from a higher vibration and consciousness. Because ultimately, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. This is your vibrational experience. Well, it's been a while, but we're back with coffees with Coco and Scott. On the floor today. On the floor. We are um, we're in transition. We're in transition. <laughs> yeah, we are a few days away from moving. From moving. Yeah. And the floor, you know, the floor is good. It brings us back to our early days, you know, nine years ago when we first met in the okay. hotel in the store why, basement. Why were we sleeping on the floor? Well, the it was just a, it was just breadcrumbs. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot is going on, and I we literally just um, probably woke up, you know, forty minutes ago. Scott made us our lattes, and I was in the washroom, and I come out. I said I got the nudge to do a podcast, and uh, you know, I think it needs to be you and I, and. And here we are. So here we are. I really standing on a beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I really wanted to talk about um, a big theme that's going on, and something that I think re- Scott and I can really um, hone in on. So here's the thing, and you know I've talked about this lots, but my life as a human right now, like I did more in my human life than most people do in the entire life of their human life. And one of the big things that annoyed the fuck out of me in my human life was all these people that would post these quotes, these motivational quotes all the time about, you know, success and failure and, you know, better to have tried than not tried at all. But not one single fucking person who was posting those quotes was ever embodying them. And, you know, I would have labeled myself a serial entrepreneur. And then Scott came into my life and we really did some like grandos things ahead of the time and really just didn't give a fuck. You know, money didn't matter to us. We just gave everything our all. And realistically, um, you know, in 3D, I guess you could say when I blew up the companies to the outside world, that was, that was a failure. That was a, that was a failure. And when I look at going, um, to make the decision to close my companies, my fucking ego couldn't handle it, couldn't handle it because my wound was all about, you know, what is life without this label? What is life? Um, what are people going to say about me? You know, Oh God, poor me. I had this whole decade of this amazing, beautiful companies and, and all the things. Um, and then now here we are in consciousness and I'm seeing the exact same thing play out. Um, and that's the beauty of the polarity of, you know, contrast life and human life and soul life is the similarities of it all. It's just the intent and the change of it all. So one of the big things that I want to talk about is just this, is that when everything that you have ever felt inside of you is now in front of you, what the fuck would you do? And me and Scott are standing on that, um, 
what would we call it? Precipice right now with ourselves. Like we know we're going home to Greece. We know that we're we're gritting that in um, for the new, and we don't have the slightest clue of the how, and nor do we care. You know, we have sold every single personal item other than a few things are coming with us being shipped. And we honestly sitting here on, I don't even know what the date is, Monday, we don't know where we're going to be on Friday. And that's the beauty of living as a light is everything that we know is inside of us is right in front of us. And how would you all respond when all of the sudden, all the work, all the things start showing up and dropping down into density for you to start living your destiny. And chances are, majority of you right now will tell yourself that you'd be great and everything would be wonderful, but that's not the case. Your ego, if it still exists and it's still running the show and you're in majority of human and all the things, would shit its pants and want you to fail. Ego would never admit that it wants you to fail. Ego would never admit that it doesn't want to like, you know, go home to Greece or, you know, whatever, move into purpose, whatever it be. It would never admit that. But here's the thing. If you actually succeed, that's a new paradigm. If you fail, you know what that feels like. You know what victim feels like. You know what strife feels like. You know what breadcrumbs feel like but you don't know what it feels like until you actually believe it of what it means to actually have everything that was always meant for you in front of you now. So we're kind of just going to talk about all this all. So Scott. Jesus. That was a (laughs) good intro. That was a good intro. That's a big topic to cover. Um, Let's just go back to like some of the, some of the quotes and stuff on Instagram. Yeah. You know, at first you fail or at first you don't succeed. Try, try, try again. Mm -hmm. You know, it's giving you an excuse to to have failure. Yeah. Gross. Isn't that the truth? That's really what it is to have doubt. Well, this is why if it didn't work out, I'll just keep trying, keep trying, Mm -hmm. which is great, you know, but it's just that excuse. Well, keeps you in the cycle. Keeps you in the grind. Yeah. Right. The hustle. And then we were talking about what's your worst case scenario? And then we were like, well, we moved back to Saskatchewan. That's our worst case scenario. Right? <laughs> That's our absolute, honestly, at this point for you and I, Scott, we would never even move back to Saskatchewan because <laughs> we've been in Kelowna for so long. But for, for conversation speak, uh, sake, we're going to use Saskatchewan as a topic because that's where me and Scott come from. That's where, you know, our human families live. And when we first blew up our life three years ago, that was our worst case scenario. Yeah, is that we had to move back We're to like, Saskatchewan. We're like, fuck, we have to go back to Saskatchewan. Now, when you sit with that, your worst case scenarios of like having to go back to your family or whatever, there's a difference between going back to your family to choose your light and heal and it's just a, a lily pad for you. And there's a whole difference in going back to Saskatchewan because, or going back to your family or whatever the case may be to literally out of fear out of fear yeah mm-hmm. take so that like, in. let's say you, let's say you go you back to saskatchewan and mm-hmm. what the three how the 3d would label it to you is yeah at least you tried yeah ew right <laughs> yeah and that's what your friends and family would tell you yeah. well at least you tried living out in bc and then mm-hmm. they listed, we knew it was expensive we knew it was expensive yeah. we knew it was going to be hard like yeah. we really weren't sure how you were going to make it with how much money you were yeah. making and what you were trying to do 
they've already got the excuses ready for you. Yeah. They're almost pre-programmed. They're in a pre-loaded gun. <laughs> yeah, they're in a pre-programmed state at this point. Yeah. And if you go back, and you've probably even heard it, uh, maybe. In your not, life, in with your everybody. Life, with everyone. They have yeah. a pre-loaded excuse already ready for you. Yeah. Because they've already been telling it to you for so long. Yeah. Like our egos are reflected in the opinions of other people. Yeah. So many times, which is why it's so hard to overcome our ego because the narrative in our head is voiced to us from other people. They support that negative story, that doubt, that insecurity. <clears throat> yeah. And I just read something yesterday that I love so much where it talked about those first seven years of our life. And I know for me and Scott raising children, I was like the first seven years of a kid's life they're almost, um, the language I would give is, you know, when we meditate as adults, we're kind of in that, um, like that brainwave state that is really like mellow and everything's kind of lucid. That's the brain of a child for the first seven years. So things are so imprinted on you in those first seven years, all your fears, the way that you're supposed to live all that stuff. If you've had trauma in those first seven years, like it's just crazy. The, 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 the cult of the family, when you start to really look at it is insane. It's that control. It's that guilt. It's that fear. It's that box. It's that cage. If you look at anyone, um, in your family unit, you know, people might say, well, yeah, we'll use me and Scott as an example. Oh, you'll love it in Greece. Good. Go to Greece. But they inherently, they're, they don't support you. They no. inherently don't no. support you. It's just fucking like you would say lip service. They're just waiting for your fucking quote unquote pipe dream to fucking fail because they can't imagine it possible for themselves, let alone for you. Yeah. And this is why Saskatchewan is such a good example. Good example is because you grew up in a town mm-hmm. with your mom and your dad, um, grandparents on both sides maybe, cousins, friends, family, mm-hmm. right? All these people. Siblings if you have si- them. Siblings if you have them. All these people already have a predetermined yeah. image of who you are because that's what you've shown them. Mm-hmm. To try and break that mold is almost impossible because everyone is literally telling you. You can't. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. This is who you are. Why are you trying to change that? Mm-hmm. Right now, this Saskatchewan can be a very an extreme example. Uh-huh. So if you didn't grow up in Saskatchewan, it's still roughly kind of like the same. Well, whatever dynamic. your whatever your family unit is, and yeah. I hate to use the word um, cult because that just seems so graphic, but it really is the only language that defines it. And it's like people need to wake up to the fact that the most toxic and cult like thing alive is the family unit. It is. It's the people that made you sick. It's the cult that holds you hostage. It's the one that fucking tells you I love you, but holds all the fucking guilt and pull and fear to keep you small and to keep you the same from all their control, from their fears, from their wounds, you know, and we are breaking the paradigms being like, great, go live your life. You want to live in the fucking game. You want to be, you know, this or that, do it. And that comes from healing your wounds and wanting people to succeed and promoting success and promoting, you know, um, birthing out who you truly are versus the ego story of I can't. And, you know, we just had somebody yesterday arrive from Saskatchewan and it took her, I've been mentoring her since September. So I think we're like September to, to April And we were all sitting there and the whole room of us, I think there was like five or six of us sitting there, 
yeah, five, six of us. And five of us were from Saskatchewan yesterday. And we were like, that is a fucking dark black hole. And you, and then the girl beside me was like, that had just arrived. She said, unless you have experienced this and walk this, you don't get it. Because you're crawling, like Scott said, out of this fucking paradigm of what everyone has already decided you are. And you leaving is, you're going to fail. Like, yeah. how dare you follow that knowing inside of you that has no concrete information of why so take that in and even if you're not gonna fail you're just you're leaving me how dare you leave me like i'm gonna be so alone like you're the only one i can talk to like there's all the so things many, all, the, all things. the things yeah and it always goes back to the lobster trap Saskatch the crab pot yeah the crab pot saskatchewan is very much the crab pot mm-hmm and it's just such an ex- extreme example. So you have to find that in your own situation. Yes. When you have awareness around phone calls with friends, with family. With- or when you fall- start following the <clears throat> polls inside of you, like what we're doing. When it makes no sense to people in the crab pot and they're like, where are you going? Where are you living? How are you doing? They're looking at everything, cause and effect and density. And we're like, well, we're birthing it out of us. And they just, they, they literally think we're fucking crazy but we're not, okay? And I really want to emphasize that again is you're not crazy. But when you actually clue into the fact that you're a creator and everything is inside of you, you're starting to live and do the opposite of what the whole family unit and the whole human world does. People are shook and they don't know how to take you because first of all, so many people get so past the crab pot that you just become so unattainable to to them and all they can do is call you crazy and diss because yeah. they literally can't compute it. Yeah. And it literally consumes people on their ascension because the ego gets so wrapped up in I can't, I can't, all the external reasons, all the bullshit. And I'm really, really seeing it heavily in the sense that cycles are repeating themselves. Well, yeah, exactly that. We went from having what is it partners in pain with friends and family yeah and now you've kind of moved into light and now you're talking and having discussions with other light beings yes and guess what it's turned into a more conscious partners in pain. exactly right because we're just so excited to be able to share our journey and be with someone or talk to someone who's kind of had a similar experiences that we fall back into partners, partners in pain, pain. Mm-hmm. the same cycle which then feeds the ego entrapment of Um, our wounds that say, I'm not worthy to do this. I can't do this. You know, what would this happen? And the ego can take you always on a beautiful fucking timeline, fucking gallivant about what life would look like in a pipeline fucking dream as 3D would say. But that does no good if you don't, if you don't feel that you deserve it. And if you're not ready to listen to the light inside of you versus the ego that wants you to fail. So I really want Scott to talk about this imagery that he's been using as we have been um, progressing towards our move and our jump and, you know, really quite frankly, our destiny. And, you know, Scott, as I've shared before, you know, you haven't seen a lot of Scott on the podcast because since January, he's been in intense life changing healing work with Becca and, you know, he's probably, well, yeah, we're going into month five of that and, with him doing his work, I've become the pillar for him and he's really had to lean and trust on me to, um, to be that guide for him as we move 
and jump. And he's done work on a light side um, when we get home. So I really want you to talk about your imagery that you got because I feel like it'll really resonate with a lot of people with the net and the holes and how that's been helping you because that's exactly ties into all of this because your ego will try and get sneaky and tell you you don't deserve this or this isn't going to happen for you or whatever the case may be. So go ahead and share it. It's amazing. Um, one of the things that has been, I've heard rumblings going through everyone right now is concept that everyone is yeah. believing this is a concept because there's no tangible, there's no tangible outcome. Mm -hmm. It's a state of being that just shifts. It's fluid. It changes, mm -hmm. which means it's very hard to determine and really see how far you've come from where you were. Mm -hmm. So when I was thinking, when I was kind of just like walking down to the dog beach one day, it kind of occurred to me that like, it's a fish, it's a fishing net. You have the net, but you have to have holes in the net. The size of the net determines what you're fishing for. Mm -hmm. If you take like a minnow net, which is very, very small, and the holes are very, very small, you see a lot more net than you do holes. Mm -hmm. Put fishing net, put that minnow fishing net in the water, and the current will actually kind of drag that fishing net back because you're trying to catch minnows. Mm -hmm. Because minnows are small, so the holes have got to be smaller than the minnows, right? That is kind of where everyone starts. Mm -hmm. Cleaning up their external life. Cleaning up their external life. You know, like it's very easy to believe it because we want it so much in the beginning. Yes. And then as we progress, what we're trying to, we move from like minnows to like trout. Mm -hmm. And then our net has to get bigger because the trout won't fit in a minnow net. Mm -hmm. But then as the trout, as our net gets bigger, the netting actually stays the same size mm -hmm. the difference is, is the holes are bigger in the net mm -hmm. right because more water has to pass through you obviously don't need to have as small a net as small holes in the net in order to catch the fish right mm -hmm. because trout comes in a few different sizes you kind of have to have like a little bit of a bigger net now if we keep that same analogy and i realize you're not going to go out and catch a whale with a fishing net <laughs> yeah but just for imagery so we kind of stay on the same boat if you take that same analogy and you size up a net in order to catch like a whale, how big of a net does that have to be? Well, the thread's going to stay the same size, mm -hmm. but the holes are going to be bigger Huge, yeah. because you have to allow more things to pass through you. Mm -hmm. You have to have the minnows pass through you. You have to have the trout pass through you. You have to be able to essentially have everything smaller than what you're trying to catch pass through the net. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to net a whale but we need to have the sharks pass through the net because sharks are smaller than a whale so the holes have got to be at least the same size as a shark mm -hmm. now the problem is as you look at the net and go holy crap this net seems awfully thin and flimsy how am i going to catch a whale like the holes in it are so big mm -hmm. i don't know how this is going to work that's where you're focusing on the holes and not the net mm -hmm. and the holes is the ego the and holes, that's the how. The holes is the ego. The holes mm -hmm. is popping, is trying to find doubt within everything. How are you going to do this? Mm -hmm. this fear. Does, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, fear. It's, you're trying to find logical solutions to everything, mm -hmm. which is the holes. You're punching holes in everything. <laughs> yeah. If someone gives you a piece of paper and you're like, well, how am I supposed to write on, write on this piece of paper? Look, someone's punched holes all over it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. You can still write in between like the hole punches. Yes. That's focusing on the holes and not the net. 
And when I find myself mm -hmm. having doubt and uncertainty, that's what I used to remind myself. Mm -hmm. It's focus on the net, not the holes. Mm -hmm. The net is what catches the whale. Mm -hmm. The holes is what lets everything else through. Mm -hmm. The more grandiose that you're trying to catch, there's going to be more doubt. There's going to be more fear. There's mm -hmm. going to be more uncertainty. There's going to be more like, holy crap, I don't know if I can do this. That just means your holes are big. Yes. Because you're trying to do great things. Mm -hmm. But focus on the net. Not the hole. And not the hole. And when you find yourself, what's coming to me right now is when you find yourself focusing on the holes, you get trapped up in the net. Okay? And... And it, it drags you down. And it drags you down. So if you use me and Scott as an example right now, my entire days, I wake up right now and I'm like, okay, how much how much energy do I need to conserve today? How much bandwidth do I have right now to um, focus on my layer, which is getting us home to Greece, okay? So I might reschedule um, sessions. I might, you know, well, for me right now, it is rescheduling sessions because then I just need to keep myself as high frequency and as stabilized as I can because the second I get tired, the second I get exhausted, then all of a sudden those holes become the focus and I'm wrapped up in the net. So it's like, you know, that's just a perfect example of techniques and things that we are doing ourselves as we walk this because we've now moved on from the early days of the minnows and you know and we are in the whale category and me and Scott are doing all the things to be like there is no other option but the net and just to kind of like focus on some things here is if you have an appointment and your appointment gets rescheduled mm -hmm. That's not a negative. No. That's not a mark against you. No. What that means is just that like... There's bigger things going we're, on. We're, we're trying to show you the net. Yeah. Exactly. Because if we don't do the work... Exactly. And, and, and lead, how is anyone supposed to follow? How do you guys trust us mm -hmm. if we're not willing to... Embody it. Embody it. Mm -hmm. And I just changed my whole Instagram um, name the other day, which was a big day for me. And it was really only for me. And, you know, one of the, the new kind of words that I gave is this is the embodiment and the integrity of the new and everything that happens here is with a purpose and alignment to embody the integrity of the new. And it, it just hits the nail. What you just said is the new there it's so in alignment there's no secrets there's no hidden truths there's no nothing it just is what it is and we have nothing to hide so everything comes with a purpose to basically um stabilize the net you know that the net of creation the net in the water of you that is creating everything and it's so easy to let the ego in and that's why you have to make these choices every single day. And we were talking about this the other day where you said ascension is like ascension is always happening. Okay. Like I will confirm that you could be, however you want to look at it. It's like, you know, it, it could be a linear journey today. It could be steps tomorrow. You could be taking five back the next day, but you're always moving forward no matter how ever it is. But the biggest thing that is happening that we need to talk about is it's never guaranteed because you had said that you're like, you have to make this choice every single day with everything that's presented in front of you to choose your light and not the ego. And that is ascension. 
And that is doing the work. And, you know, me and Scott can speak to that. Just the other day, we were having a jar with our daughter. And I looked at him and I'm like, this is not how the light lives. And Scott, being a dad, had to make some final decisions on, you know, what we're going to do about things and where we're cleaning our strong, keeping ourselves clean instead of, oh, well, I'm a dad and that's my daughter. You know, those are the choices that people don't see and that have to happen every single day to choose your light versus the ego. Well, even like more simplistically, because I mean, the daughter parent relationship is very complex. Sometimes you have to be okay with like, you know, when we moved to Asoyas, we had what a $3 million house on top of a fucking hill. Yeah. And then that place went away. Yeah. And we moved into town. Yeah. And then once we got to Asoyas, we're like, thank God we didn't live on the fucking mountain and have to drive down this stupid fucking incline yes. twice a day for 30 minutes. Yes. Up and down. Yes. And it was actually a godsend. A gift, yeah. A gift, but the house jumped us to a soyas. It yeah. moved us to BC. It was the ego pole. But we had, so but in order to do that, we had to let that house go in order to find another house. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to realize that sometimes the ego pull to move you, the light is very great and is sneakier than the ego because it will take that egoic thing yes. that you're aiming for yes. and dangle it out in front yes. of you like a carrot to keep you moving forward. Yes. This is amazing. And if you get attached to that, yeah. if you get attached to that idea, to that label, yes. and that's the only and- thing keeping you moving forward, you're kind of in ego, you're in concept because yes. you should be able to move forward. It's just without it. What, what are you without that label? Well, what the- are you without that fucking like that fancy house or that car or that mm-hmm. partner that you're trying to get? Mm-hmm. You're still you. And it shouldn't matter what the end result is because it's a constant journey. And I love that so much, Scott, because um, I was just talking about this in session yesterday because one um, one day um, before Christmas, you had said to me, and I mean, you were in beast that day, so I'm still going to use the example because it was good, but it had pinged his wound and he had said, I'm so fucking sick of the word integration, like fuck integration. It doesn't fucking matter. The whole thing. I mean, how he came at it doesn't matter, but regardless, the information came through and he's so right in that sense. It's like, once you get integrated, why the fuck are you talking about it? Like I've never once brought it up, you know, oh, I'm integrated. And the day that you um, we're pinged about that is there was a lot of conversation about that. But what, what Scott is pointing out is why the fuck are you attached to that label? That's an inner working and an inner job that happens for you. And when that happens, it's a marker for you. It means something for you and on you go, you know, we've had lots of discussion on our side about, you know, our new earth labels. And if tomorrow, all of a sudden you're working with cats and you were fucking, you know, Alexia working on the body, how do you feel? And she's like, I don't fucking care. I'm here in this meat suit, in this body of form to serve, to do what's asked to me. So if you're attached to what you're doing in this meat suit, you're in ego consumption, meaning you're in fucking concept because that will keep you stuck every single time because you're rigid. You're rigid in human and in, and in concept of everything when you're just, you just flow and you just become a light in doing what is asked of you. And I, I just love that so much because we've had so much conversation about that lately is Things will happen for you to see where you are attached externally. 
And in the early days, so many people, we've had so many conversations about it, us including, we needed those ego carrots. We did. You know, Scott and I were told in fucking 2018 that we were getting a large amount of fucking money. And that fucking ego carrot carried us for so, through our hardest times. Through our hardest times. And now, like, it's, it's funny to us. But back then, it was, it was the only thing that carried us through. Because we needed that thing outside of us, that ego fucking consumption, that concept, right? It served us well. Everybody kind of has to have that concept in the early days when you're coming out of human. You do. You need to see it outside yourself. But then there comes a point in consciousness and ascension where it has to die. And if you're still clinging to that, it's challenging. And the energy right now, if you're holding on to anything that is old, anything that you are clinging to in this sense that Scott and I are explaining, it's going to be challenging moving forward for you. You know, Becca had an amazing session the other day where she realized that her dog needed to go back to her mom so that it could have its best human life because it's a human dog, not a light dog. And that release for her, and I was like, exactly, Becca. But you could easily, she could easily sit there and poke holes in the net. And be like, my dog and this and da da da. And she's like, no, I see it. I feel it. I understand it. And I have to release it. And there's so many different examples of this within each person's ascension, you know, where you have to let go of what you're trying to hold on to or what that net is wrapped around because that net should be fluid. That's also the great imagery is our net right now is in the ocean fluid moving around in the water because we're choosing every day with choices to let that net not get entangled. Take that in, Scott. It's not getting tangled up because we're allowing it to be fluid. And that goes back to the trust of if everything is in front of you, what would you do? Would you focus on the holes and entangle yourself and fucking create the cycle all over again and go back to the minnow net? Because a lot of people are doing that right now. A lot of people right now are making choices within themselves and the experience within themselves to all of the sudden repeat the cycles all over again. And do you understand that yourself? You're looking at me with like a a face. Yeah. Yeah, where people are... Um, repeating and and we did that ourselves don't you feel yeah like you have your you really have your like awakening journey yes and I would say now your conscious journey is reflecting that to kind of see what you choose if you choose the same things again exactly that's why they're kind of mirroring each other yes I don't like to use the word test but it's something something like that like you took the test when you were asleep now you're taking the same test kind of like awake. Yes. What is your, what, where's the evidence of your work that you've put in? Yeah, exactly. Right? Are, do you have the awareness? Do you have the consciousness? You know, are you choosing the same thing? Are you behaving the same patterns? What are, what are you doing? It always goes back to kind of like if you're, you know, I'm a busy person. Mm-hmm. I like to stay busy. I could run around from like four in the morning till fucking till midnight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you let yourself. If I let myself, I really, yeah. I really, really could. And I could keep in that same pattern. And right now with moving and with everything that I've got going on, I can have that pattern. Mm-hmm. 
I could go out today, take the dog for a 5K walk slash run, mm -hmm. come home, and then... Do all the things. And do everything. Yes. And then take the dog out again after supper. Yes. I could allow myself and to do that. And you lived that way. And you I lived that. You used to live that, that way. way. Rigging yeah. set me up for just like the go. grind and yes. just like crush yourself every single day. Mm -hmm. I can make those choices. It's... But it doesn't I, keep you in light. It doesn't keep me in light. No. What keeps me in light is like, okay, so I'll take the dog out because he does need his walk. Yeah. Maybe it'll be more of a walk and less of a run. Yes. And then when I get back, maybe I will like nap mm -hmm. before I start moving into the things that I need to get done today. Mm -hmm. And then I won't do it all day. Mm -hmm. Well, yesterday was such a prime example watching you because... Because you have had such radical shifts since January with the work that you're doing with Becca, old you would have went hard, right? And then that would have progressed you into your progressions, okay? And I really want to talk about this because there's a whole podcast about Scott's journey that we need to put out when he's ready. But watching Scott yesterday, he was doing lights, okay? He was switching lights. And one of the big discussions that he's been having with me is the same discussion I've been having with myself. What can we do to keep ourselves at that light frequency? Okay. And I was noticing like whatever time it was, you had been doing the lights and doing moving stuff, say since seven and it was now two o'clock and you could see that human energy starting to come through. And I, and you're like, yeah, I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm done, you know? And that's the, what he's trying to say, the work that he has spent to get to this point, to recognize that versus pushing through, getting it done, all the things. And then you went and had an amazing nap. You unfolded your night. You didn't continue to just like, um, cause you could see all the stuff that you quote unquote felt you needed to do. You just let it be. That is choosing your light to recharge, to now set yourself up to be like, what, what's presenting me in my day now today to go and do it until you feel that you have hit a point where you can feel the ego and the human trying to grab you, correct? Yeah. So like I had a little bit more detail to that. Yeah. I was 98% done yesterday. Yes. I was fighting with and one. And it should have never got to 98%. Uh, I, yeah. Well, I mean, 90% done in tasks. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. 98% yes. done in okay. tasks. Great. So I only had like one thing left to do. Yes. And I was fighting with it. Yes. Old me would have finished all the tasks. Yes. And just like, I'm just getting it this done. So that way I'm just done and done with it. And got frustrated and more tired and just like... And then the, the old rigor talk was starting to come out. Yes. The girls were around and laughing because they were kind of hearing about it. But it was like, you know what? No, I'm fucking done. I will finish this tomorrow. That, that is progress. is great right. awareness yes. and great progress. And great growth. Because going back to this net analogy, if Scott would have pushed even that 2% more, then all last night his doubt would have started to come in or his fears or whatever, the holes in the net. And then if he wouldn't have been doing this work that he's been doing all year, then all of a sudden he could, I could have pinged him or somebody could have pinged him and his progression would have come. Yeah. I would because have got mad. he had exactly I would have got mad. I would have got frustrated. Yes, he I would have, started taking, it he out would on have started taking it out on me about my coffee cup and this. And then all of a sudden this morning I'd be talking to a beast who would be like losing it on me and the work. And this is just a profound example of what this work does because Scott recognized in his body, the feelings he was having to pull himself back because normally that would have progressed because what was happening with Scott is he always has had the feelings inside of him to stop or not do this or whatever, but he never listened because the ego was running the show. 
So there's just a whole separate podcast on that, but that's an example for everybody of why the fuck things are hard for you. Why you're like, I, why is this happening to me? Why can't I move? Or why can't this happen? Or why is this job? Because you're not listening to what's happening inside of you. You're trying to come at it from that, that hole in the net. Are you being a watcher in your life? Let's yes. go back to like fucking, I don't know, two seasons ago. Yes. Are you watching your life? Are you aware of what you're doing? Yes. You don't necessarily understand the why, mm-hmm. but are you, you know, okay, this is kind of why I made this choice. Maybe I don't understand why I made it, but this is the reason I'm giving myself right now. And then are you fluid with why with that decision changing? Well, and the big thing is, Scott, going back to where I'm saying people are starting to repeat cycles again is because you're not making choices, every single choice for your light. You're, you're fucking going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's like when you are dedicated every single day to making those choices of everything you're doing from the light, you can't repeat the same cycle. You just can't. So if you're frustrated with yourself, if you're tired, if you're going through all these things, which I know a lot of people are, it's because you need to sit down and get real and honest with yourself. And it's like, what fucking choices are you making? Truly. And that comes down to just even the basic things of like, are you accepting like where you're at? Are you okay with it? Like, are you being real within yourself? Like you have to get real here, people. Why am I eating this food? Exactly. Why did I buy this shirt? Why do I want to buy this fucking yeah. shirt? Yeah. Why am I spending all day fucking sitting on the couch? Why am I like hiking all day and yes. never being at home? Mm-hmm. Why am I going out for dinner three times a day and wandering around fucking town? <laughs> yes. All why, these... why, 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 why? And you should have be able to come up with some sort of answer. Yes. But that answer doesn't need to be rigid. It doesn't need to be stiff mm-hmm. because as your awareness increases, as your consciousness rises, that answer will shift and change. And then when you start to notice you're back in these patterns, guess what? You catch them earlier and you stop yourself from actually going back into that cycle. Mm -hmm. It's a traffic circle. (laughs) Kelowna loves its fucking traffic circles. You can drive around in fucking circles all the time. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you realize you're in a circle, you have (laughs) the ability to make a right and get out of the traffic circle. Exactly. And that's where a lot of people are right now is in this traffic circle. Because here's why. It's comfortable. It's comfortable. It is not comfortable to sell all your belongings and sleep on the floor and not know where you're going to be on Friday, okay? That is not comfortable for 99% of the world. They want to know X, Y, and Z. They want to know how, what, where, what's the plan, what's going on. But here's the thing. You already know because it's inside of you. And when you just trust, when you just stand on the ledge, and when you really own your fucking light and be like, I deserve, it's my birthright to be able to have this life of what I came here to do. It is my birthright to get out of the fucking game and live as a light. And the only way that you can get that is when you start to embody that. And I feel that that is such a key for people. And that is the missing link for people is they're not embodying it and they don't have the humility around it. And humility is the key word where you don't give a flying fuck about the external. 
because you have no arrogance about you. You have no entitlement about you. And the only way that you can get humility is if you actually walk through it with life experience, okay? You come into this body of form and you are being presented with the blueprint of you. And in order for you to experience and get humility and kill that motherfucking ego and really start living from your light is majority of people, it, it, it cannot be bypassed. You have to get uncomfortable and you have to have some pain. And when you face that, through that, you have you know, the spiritual, the spiritual awakening of things, the, 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 I don't even have the word right now. You just, you become, you become because you get so used to, um, melting into the things that are being presented to you to have growth versus fighting it. So right now using me and Scott as an example, people look at us and they think we're fucked. They think we're crazy. And they've always thought that, quite frankly, with me and Scott. But we've always lived a life that everybody wants. And we are aware of that. But in order to live the life that we have is because we have melted in a million times to every obstacle, every fucking pain, every lesson, every mistake, whatever you want to label it. And we've never judged ourselves for it. We have walked through it. We have moved through it. We have cried and bawled and had all the experiences to then take it to get to this point where we are right now. And we're like, we deserve it. And that's how this happens is we're like, we get it. And we have a, a, a treasure kit. Everyone has a treasure kit of experiences that they can look back on and be like, well, when we were inhuman, you know, we did have that plan to move to a soy. So we did lose that house, but like we had a hundred dollars when we landed and it worked out then. So if you flip it around to when you're in light and you've been saying yes, and you're intense and all that, it's going to be even better. And that's what everybody needs to hear and needs to understand that everything is in front of you right now because it's inside of you. But you've got to make the dedicated choice every single day to choose your light because the pull of the polarity, which is the ego life, is so strong and it's so instant and it allows you to just go on the merry-go-round of the same old, same old, same old. Well, and light consciousness... And I'm going to expand on it's inside you. It's not your green hair. It's not <laughs> yes. the cool rainbow jacket that yes. you got yesterday, which still looks amazing <laughs> on you. It's not a fucking couch. It's not a painted wall in a yes. house. Yes. If it's you, not an external embodiment. If, if you walked into our house when it was all up and done, yeah. yeah, it looked amazing. It felt amazing. Yeah. But if you walk into the house now that we've got back, like, you know, like the <laughs> old lights, lights. Yeah. And a lot of the wall colors have changed. Guess yeah. what? That energy is still there. It's still, we hold that level of consciousness yeah, and Becca, that feeling. Becca said Becca that. Becca said that the other yeah. day. Even though everything in the whole entire house yeah. is like gone, yeah. the house still feels high energy. She goes, it feels still the same. And that's a testament to the two of you and the because frequency you hold. Because our frequency is not in a couch. It's yeah. not in our hair. No. It's in who we are. Exactly. And that is what we are. Uh, we, are more, we are more than just the concept. Yeah. Now, we're, there's an analogy I kind of want to give out yeah. about concept and trust and kind of why we have to do, like, even the two of us are doing our work to keep moving. We have to keep moving forward so that way you guys can still have room to move forward. Yeah. There's a really bad movie out there. I think it's Divergent. <laughs> this is just for an example. Okay. 
divergent. She's society's kind of structured, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, we can skip all the details. She, a group of her and her friends go up onto a roof and they're going to jump, they have to jump off the roof in order to pass a test. Okay. That's kind of how the movie goes. Okay. The main character obviously decides, hey, I'm going to go first, jumps off the roof and you hear her falling yeah. and screaming. Okay. And then nothing. Yeah. Now everyone else on the roof is like nervous. Oh my God. Like what the fuck is going on here? Like, did she die? And then she yells, hey, I'm alive. It's okay. Everyone who peers over the roof cannot see the bottom. Mm-hmm. Right? But since they can't see the bottom, they're like, well, is it really going to be okay? Like, we can hear her down there. <laughs> We've seen her jump. Yeah. But I still don't know about this. So let's say there's, there's 10 people, 20 people, 100 people. It doesn't really fucking matter what the number is. The courage it took the first person to jump to lead the way yeah. is the hardest decision. Yeah. That makes me emotional. Right? Yeah. The second, third, fourth, fifth person, as they see people jump and they hear more and more people doing it, that decision does get easier. Yeah. Which is why we have to... Go we, home. We have to go home. We have to make these decisions. Mm -hmm. But it gets easier. Yeah. I love that so much. It's making me, it's making me really emotional because, you know... Um, people don't see the inner workings of, of this state of being and what's going on. And I know, um, I know for, I'm going to speak about Becca, for example, because she's the one that kind of sees our inner world and came as a mentee and sees the inner. And she's like, on Saturday, her and Alexia were like, Coco, like what you're processing in the day is absolutely fucking insane. What goes through you and what all the things and they're like, people don't see this. And I said, no, but it doesn't matter. I don't need them to see it because what we're doing is, is we're creating the new, we're gritting it in. And what Scott just said is it, it's making me really emotional because that is why we're here. Us, us two specifically is we dropped into these body of forms to grid the new, to make the red carpet for all of you. And you know, is it, is it fucking scary at times? Yes. Do we feel we're crazy at times? 100%. Do we look at each other and fucking laugh our, our asses off? Yeah. And we've been doing that for years. I remember in the early years, we would sit there and laugh and be like, anyone, if they came into our world, would fucking think we're completely fucking fucked. And one of the biggest things that we've been hearing too is... Um, and I'm going to talk about it in a second, but one of the things I want to say is we, and to end this conversation about what Scott just said, is we have to go home because if we stay, we remain a concept to everybody. And if we go home, we are that state of being. And I really want you to feel those words because what we're doing is so important for humanity and it's so important for this community and it's so important for ascension and consciousness and it's a big deal. And it's scary and I would be lying if I said that there's not moments where I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? But I have worked so hard in my specific journey, in my layer, to be 100% solid and 100% sure of what is happening here for all of you. This is for all of you. Yes, it's for me and Scott in the sense that we know we deserve it and everything in our destiny is in front of us now. But I can say with full conviction that it's happening for everyone else. It's happening for the we. Well, this and is, it has to. This is the better together. Yes, it because is. And we have to go first to be able to show what's possible within all of you. 
And um, yeah, it just makes me really emotional. And I kind of want to end this whole podcast um, with something that Jackson said the other day. And he is, you know, just doing some amazing things in his ascension. And I've been really um, activated him a lot in his sessions that he's been like fucked up when he's coming out. And the other day he came out and he was, you know, fucked up drinking his pop and his candy to try and get back in his body. And he said the most amazing thing. And he said, you know, what just happened and what's been happening in my sessions? He's like, if anybody fucking thinks that that's a concept, I don't know how the fuck you would make this shit up. And he goes, and second of all, I'll take it. He goes from where I was last year at this time in rural Saskatchewan, dying inside and nobody gave a flying fuck to jumping here and creating this life and, you know, in the worms and dirt of who I am, he's like, I would take it any other, I would take this concept, quote unquote, over that human life any fucking day. And you and I were just talking about that. And, and I feel that you, you can speak to that as well. Like this whole, everything has changed your life. Well, it's just, yeah. When we succeed, you succeed. And mm-hmm. when you succeed, we succeed. Yeah. Because we're better together. Yeah. That's essentially it. Like us showing the way is just so you guys to succeed, which just gives us more. I mean, I hate to say it, like more success. Not that 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 really. Well, the matters. word success is yes. gross, but it's the only word that we can use to display what is happening here. And and Scott is is correct. We have to use the word success, but it's like you know somebody has to get on the boat to prove that the Earth is fucking not flat. You know, and that's what we're doing. You know, we are the proof, we are the how, and we're showing from the embodiment of who we are, what's inside all of you guys, so that you actually believe um, that you deserve deserve it too, and you believe to be here too. Well, here's a funny little story for you about kind of like success that just popped in my head. Everyone in Europe was like, no, the world just ends. You yeah. just go over the horizon, <laughs> and you just fall off. Christopher Columbus was like, yeah, you know what? We're going to find a route to China. We're going to sail. We're going to find a route to China. Publicized that became very well known for it. The Vikings were fucking, were visiting North America for fucking long time, just quietly doing their own shit. Yes, exactly. Right? Exactly. That, I love that analogy because that's all of us. It's like, we're just quietly doing our own shit. We're just quietly embodying and bringing the new. Exactly. (laughs) We're just quietly doing it because it doesn't matter. We don't need the accolades. We don't need the Instagram posts. We don't need the the shout outs. We just need to be and we need to accept who we truly are. So I hope this helps everybody. I know that this energy is intense and I'm going to try and get another podcast out this week about the energy of May and what is happening. But this really, really, um, you need to sit with it. You need to feel it and you need to ask yourself that question that I started this whole podcast with. If everything that you are was in front of you right now, how would you feel about it? And, you know, what would you do? And that shows you where you're at. That shows you the layers you're moving through. And you're exactly where you need to be with it. And that's it. That's all.